We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. On today's episode of Setting the Pace, we're going to recap not the Pelicans game, but we're going to talk about that special game from Tyrese Halliburton against the Miami Heat, where he dropped a career-high 43 points. And we're going to talk about his all-star starting case, how Tyrese Halliburton matches up against the rest of the point guards in the Eastern Conference. And we're going to talk about that game in general and give our thoughts from it. So I hope you guys enjoy today's show as we talk mostly all things Tyrese Halliburton. going on everybody happy holidays post merry christmas podcast here for you really excited to talk about what happened on friday night in miami but first i got to introduce my co-host who just made it back full day of travel ready to podcast michael tyrese halliburton Fachi. what's going wow, on I, I mean that's a big shoes to fill right there that is the man <laughs> you're of the, the all-star hour. baby hey I'll, I'll take it i don't know if i can accept it but i, I guess i'll have to take it but alex feels good to be back no matter how much traveling takes place i never want to miss an episode if i know i can make it so in this point man the pace are still floating above 500 and we are still riding high off of that win about the against the heat how about that one bro i mean i tell you what so it's it's really hard not to record after a game like that oh my god i know because we just want to talk about it. we want to get your thoughts out there we want to hear what you guys have to say about the game but obviously christmas eve and christmas day the next days we were all busy and we're recording this around 5.45 on the 26th. So this is going to come out before the Pelicans game. So we apologize. We're not going to be covering Pelicans game or the Pelicans game or the Hawks game until probably Wednesday at some point. So, but with that being said, I was actually at my house watching. My parents came over. We had dinner. We were just watching a little bit of the Hoosiers game, watching the Pacers game, flipping back and forth. Hoosiers finished early. My dad's a big IU fan. So we watched about the fourth quarter of this game in totality altogether. 
My parents could not believe that game-winning shot that Halliburton hit. We all jumped out of our seats and were cheered. I mean, the last time I've sat down and watched a Pacers game or an NBA game, I should say, like that with my parents was when Kawhi Leonard hit the game winner over Joel Embiid in the playoffs in 2019. So I will just say this. When the four of us get together with my wife and my parents and we watch a game like that that's critical, it always seems to happen in dramatic fashion where the team I'm rooting for comes out on top. Kept the streak alive. That's nice. I mean, I I was with my in-laws as well. The last time I subjected them to a Pacers game, it was when uh, the Timberwolves just kind (laughs) of put a whooping on us. So not a a great game to force your in-laws to watch. This one was well different. I mean, this game had a series of emotion. For some reason, it always means a little bit more against the Miami Heat. I know the rivalry. I don't want to call it dead, but there's no more TJ Warren over here. There's no circling of the calendars. But this one after... The ugly 87-82 performance against the Heat just a few weeks ago. This one felt like he wanted to get revenge. And the Pacers were up by as many as 12 before all of a sudden Miami comes roaring back, ties it up. And you know the Pacers have not have much they've not had the best luck at the end of the game when you're looking for a game-winning shot. Who better? To lead by example than the franchise himself, Tyrese Halliburton, it was deep. But the move that he put on Tyler Hero sent Hero almost out of Miami into, you know, some other part of Florida because he got (laughs) space on that and he nailed it. And it was the perfect icing on the cake of a 43-point career-high performance while breaking the Pacers franchise record of 10 made threes. It was magical, Alex. Yeah, I mean, honestly... I thought Reggie Miller had the record, and I forgot that that was broken previously. Um, I forget who was nine. I think it was Paul George. And, Paul George had it, and someone else. I yeah, that's I can't remember who the other person was. I apologize for that. But it was just awesome to see Tyrese get there. And when he hit the two free throws to make it a 40-point night for him, I'm like, man, he is absolutely just killing it. And I, I will say this. It is so cool. Like you said, when other people are talking about the Pacers, after the Pacers win, that's when you know it's real. Mm-hmm. Kevin freaking Durant okay that was big yeah we'll take social it. media he's just dogging Wally Zerbiak <laughs> I love it after after Tyrese hit that game winner so it's like people t- are taking notice of this and color me crazy I don't care if you want to uh, call me the craziest person alive but it just feels like we have so much respect or Tyrese excuse me Tyrese has so much respect from almost every player in the league I think this is going to bode well for the Pacers come free agency in the future. Might not be this upcoming season or offseason or maybe in two years, but I think players realize the special talent that he is, and it would not shock me if wanting to play with him would entice free agents to come to Indiana. The real ones know just how special Tyrese is, and we talked about it a little while ago. I do think that he's the guy that's going to change the perception of the Pacers. I'm not talking about getting... You know, I remember when getting Tyreek Evans was a big deal. We're looking past that now. We want guys that could be all-stars coming over here. And I think that you want to play with Tyrese because he'll get you paid. He'll get career career numbers out of you. And right now, I mean, Kevin O'Connor put a poll out. Last night, I checked it probably about an hour ago. It had over 13,500 votes. The question was, is should Tyrese Halliburton be an all-star starter 70 percent said yes Mm. think about that now we're getting a pretty good sample size of 
the NBA masses over there of what they think. And if we know Tyrese has the vote of confidence from the players, like Kevin Durant, LeBron had great praise from earlier. It's that a lot of people are taking notice. And someone, when you got a guy like Wally Zerbiak speaking out, I mean, people came to his aid to say, no, you're absolutely wrong. This isn't a <laughs> fake wannabe all-star. This is an all-star. Now we're pushing past to, is he an all-star starter? And yeah. that is something I don't think we could have really predicted coming into the year when we hoped just, hey, I hope this man could be in the all-star conversation. Yeah, and I mean, this might be a hard question to answer right now, Fachi, off the top of your head, but... I put this question back on, on Kevin O'Connor's Twitter. I said, in all seriousness, I'm not trying to be a Pacers homer here, but what other point guard in the Eastern Conference would you rather have right now than Tyrese Halliburton going down the list? If you're looking at just true point guards, I'll just run down the list. Boston has Marcus Smart. I think you'd rather have Tyrese overall. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is getting older. I think you'd rather exactly. have Tyrese moving forward. Yes, absolutely. Now, you could argue, and you might be okay saying Drew is better overall, but I don't even know if I agree with that. That's debatable. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland. Darius Garland. I'm, I'm going Halliburton. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, and I'm not even trying to be a homer. No. I, I think Darius Garland's awesome. Very, but I think, very good player. Mm-hmm. I just think Halliburton does more in, in different ways. Yeah. Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving. Okay, that's pretty obvious. Kyrie's a great, great player, but he doesn't play any defense. And I think that Halliburton's a better passer. But, I mean, Kyrie's got the resume. Very gifted scorer. Yeah, I mean, one of the best handles we've ever seen. An extremely talented player. Kyrie Irving will be in the All-Star game. Like He'll be there. So I I get that. Yeah, I mean, I still think I'd rather have Tyrese moving forward, obviously, because you don't know what – I mean, no headaches. Yeah, no headaches. Put it Kyrie way. could retire by the end of the year. You just never know what's going to go on with him. You don't have to worry about anything being controversial with Tyrese compared to Kyrie. Now let's move over to Philadelphia. Now, Tyrese Maxey was a name that a lot of people were saying, you know, Tyrese first Tyrese, right? He's been hurt for majority of the season. So I don't think he's really going to have a case to go up against Tyrese in terms of point guards. Now, a lot of people were saying James Harden has a good case, but I'm looking at actual point guards here, not shooting guards. So let's go to the Knicks. Jalen Brunson. I mean, what do you think, Vachi? Ask Wally Zerbiak. Yeah, I, I would like to get the update on that because I know I know Jalen Brunson was better against uh, you know better against the Sixers on um, Christmas Day, but those two games after Wally backed him were not good no. for Jalen Brunson. So in that conversation, give me Tyrese Halliburton all day. Okay, Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. I am I am a Tyrese Halliburton guy. I, I think right now you want to talk about defense. <laughs> I, I mean, big time. But you want to talk about defense. Trey Young, I don't know if he's, he's ever heard of it. So I think at this point, look, you're also hearing rumblings right now. Not a good leader. I feel like this is someone who, very good player. But give me the guy that's leading the NBA in assists, but also giving you a 20 on any given night. Yeah, okay. Let's keep it moving here quickly. Kyle Lowry, obviously Tyrese Halliburton. I think we're in agreement there. Fred Van Vliet, what do you think about that one? Now I'm going Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I like Van Vliet a lot, but I actually think he'd be a better complementary piece to Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, I think they could actually play really well next to each other. And I just think Fred Van Vliet, as, really, as much as I really like him, I, I just think the upside is higher with Tyrese. So Chicago, this is pretty simple. Uh, their best point guard is out still, Hanzo Ball. They've been kind of running a, a carousel back there of point guards between Ayo Desunmu and Kobe White, so uh, Goran Dragic as well. So we'll, we'll take Halliburton there. 
Washington, Monty Morris, Halliburton, Orlando, they ain't got anybody point guard-wise. Cole Anthony, uh, Markel Fultz, not on Halliburton's level. Now we get to some interesting one here. Uh, the Hornets and the Pistons. The Hornets got LaMelo Ball. Who are you taking? I'm going Halliburton right now. I, I think what we've seen is as 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 gifted as LaMelo is, there's still a, there's still something missing over there. And yeah. I think that Halliburton's in the process of really figuring it out. And I think if you plug Halliburton on any team, that team, I, I think right now is better with yeah. Halliburton. I can't. I don't think you can say the same with Lamelo. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into that. Never mind. I'll just keep it moving here. Uh, the Pistons. This is an interesting one because right now it's Jaden Ivey. Obviously, Cade Cunningham out with uh, a, a season-ending uh, shin injury. Excuse mm-hmm. me. That's a lot to say. A lot of S's there. But Cade Cunningham is someone that I really like, and. I can see the argument why people would say he will have a better total NBA career as a point guard than Halliburton. But right now I will say I give the edge to Halliburton. So we went through all the, all the teams in the East. Who do you think is the closest to being like right there with Halliburton competing for that starting position? If you're going in the East, I mean, I guess, you know, Kyrie Irving's got a big following. He's very talented. The Nets are winning a lot of games right now. I think since Jock Vaughn became their head coach, they have the best record in the NBA. So I think that Kyrie Irving's got to be in the in the running right over there for sure. That's some stiff competition. Yeah, I would say, I mean, if you're looking at guards, so you can do, you know, non-point guards too. You got your your uh, Donovan Mitchells, Darius Garland, yep. I think is going to be mm-hmm. in there. Like you said, Kyrie is going to be there because of that. James Harden's going to be there because of popularity. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, popularity, he's going to be there. Uh, is Jimmy Butler a guard or a forward? Where do they put him at? You know, I, I think he's got some competition. Don't get me wrong. Uh, same with Boston. I wonder if Jalen Brown is considered a guard. I could see that. At times, yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be tough for sure. But I, I think if you're looking at just like true point guards, Tyrese Halliburton, you can make the argument, might be the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. You really could. And and when you say true, that's the difference. Because over there, that's everything we ask for. It feels like an eternity ago of a true point guard. Not not like a Karis LeVert, not a, a George Hill or, <laughs> or anything like that. A real point guard that looks to pass first. And I, I think no one's doing it right now better than Tyrese Halliburton. There's guys that could score more. But when you're talking about the combination of giving you 20 points per game and leading the NBA in assists, that's a tall task that many people are just not capable of. And Tyrese is holding down. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I wanted to start things off by giving Tyrese a ton of praise and a ton of love instead of like fully recapping the game because everybody by now already knows what happens, but or what happened. But I'm curious, did you have any notes from the game that you wanted to share uh, on what went wrong, what went right, and things that you really wanted to, to bring up here on the podcast? Sure. I would just say uh, one, no lead is ever safe with the Indiana Pacers. Let that be known. 12 point <laughs> yeah. lead in the fourth quarter evaporated. Next. What a response. It's not just that Tyrese is fired up after the Wally Zerbeck, you know, comments, which obviously, I mean, that is some bulletin board material that's gotten him fired up. But let's just, you know, rewind a little bit. Last time against the Miami Heat, Halliburton scored one point. He didn't make a shot in that game against Miami. In this game, he went 14 of 20 from the field, 10 of 16 from three. This is the definition of redemption. And right now, I mean, we don't win that game if Tyrese isn't, you know, playing out of his mind. And that's everything he did, of whether it's, you know, watching film, anything that, that he saw differently, he made the adjustments and made it happen. And what I love is he even said, coaches drew up a good play and trusted me to take the shot. That's my job to help us win games. It's just exciting to share the moment with my teammates. Even in a moment where it should be all about him, he makes sure to get his teammates involved in that. I think that was awesome and says a lot about who he is. Totally agree, Fachi. I mean, he he was playing lights out, and it was awesome to see him respond the way that he responded. And, you know, it was was really cool, too, because Buddy Heald had a terrific night himself specifically shooting from three. He was seven mm-hmm. of 11 from three. And that's the only points he scored actually were from three at uh, 21 points, but he was allowing Tyrese to do his thing. And usually because buddy got going early. Right. And that's one of the things, you know, Tyrese is always trying to keep buddy and Benedict and, you know, Andrew and miles and all these different guys involved by giving them touches and trying to get them points and stuff like that. But no, I mean, the guys deferred and let Tyrese cook. They knew how important this game was to him, specifically after, like you said, just scoring one point the previous matchup against Miami and trying to showcase himself after being called a fake wannabe all-star by Wally Zerbiak. And a lot of people are getting tired of hearing about this on social media. Look, I don't care how tired of it you get. It's just it's motivation for Halliburton to play better. And I don't care if it's the pettiest motivation on earth. He posted on Instagram about it, you know? So mm-hmm. to me, whatever it is that is going to give him this little motivation to just be, uh, continue to be great. I'm here for it. Reggie Miller used to do the same thing. 
That's what Reggie's knack was. Mark Jackson talked about it. I would show Reggie stuff or I'd tell Reggie stuff people were saying about him that weren't even true, just trying to get him fired up. And that's what I think Halliburton has. He doesn't like when people talk about him. And he even said, it. if I'm supposed to be the player that people think I am, I've got to go out there and show it. 43 points, well done. Once again, Fachi, Benedict Matherin gets a second career NBA start, and it's quickly forgotten because the point guard of the team had a game-winning three and a, and a stellar performance. I mean, poor guy cannot become the storyline as a starter because somebody always has to outshine him in the starting five. Always, whether it's Nemhard or Halliburton or Miles or you know maybe Buddy has a crazy game, whatever it is. It's just that uh, this was, once again, his second career start, like you mentioned. Underwhelming performance where right now you could see, and look, there's no knock on that. It's harder when you're in the starting unit like that, when he can shine a little bit more with that second unit. Just six points right over here on two of six shooting. Six shots, not your typical Benedict Matherin game right over there. But I look back, even against uh, the Warriors when he got his first career start, while he struggled from the field, the Pacers won both of his starts for whatever it's worth. Even though mm-hmm. in, in, I look, I got the the numbers in his two starts, he's averaging ten points, so about you know solid seven plus points below his average on just six of twenty two shooting. So not what you want to see. And it kind of to the people that said this guy needs to start, he will start, he will. But for right now, you're seeing he gets to flourish a little bit more in the second unit, and I'm not mad about it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting now that Duarte is back in the mix because we will see the the touches for Matherin, in my opinion, be divvied out a little bit more to guys like Duarte trying to get them some points. And once again, Jalen Smith in a starting or in the second unit, excuse me, he's going to be looking to get some touches here as well. So I think right now it's just kind of an adjustment period for Matherin, and I'm hoping that he continues to to play well because the last thing I want to see him do is have a bunch of stinker games here as he's trying to figure out. What his role is supposed to be, I don't think his role should really be changing. He's supposed to be a huge part of the franchise moving forward. I just want to see them continue to give him looks. He only played 20 minutes in this game, Fachi, as a starter, which is less than he usually plays off the bench. So not sure what was the problem with him overall. He only took six shots. He was two of six. I mean, didn't play great from what I remember watching. But, you know, I understand why the Pacers were were – maybe making some different adjustments here, playing O'Shea, maybe a little bit bigger, that kind of thing. Obviously, Aaron Neesmith did not play in this game. He was hurt after playing well against the Celtics. But I think we do have to stop here for a minute and just give some praise to Jalen Smith for having a monster game. 14 points and 11 rebounds, 6 of 9 shooting off the bench in 23 minutes because Miles Turner got in foul trouble in this game, Fachi. And Rick Carlisle acknowledged it. You know, outside of the fourth quarter, Turner had a pretty rough game. But the fourth quarter, Miles really stepped up and played well. And they needed him to do that to win, but they had to stay afloat, and Jalen Smith did a terrific job as a backup center. Shout-out to Jalen, who also had three blocks in that game. I mean, he had a double-double in 23 minutes, and, and the Pacers needed it. Turner those, he, Turner picked up four fouls early in the game. There's three fouls very early. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know if he was really going to be able to make an impact in the game. Still ends up pulling down 11 rebounds, which is great to see. But um, definitely uh, – Definitely was worried in that because you need your bigs against Miami. They're a physical team, and the Pacers actually won the rebounding battle in this game and ended up winning the game. You could see that the rebounding battle is crucial. <laughs> kind of matters. It kind of does matter. And also, I mean, look, we <laughs> we mentioned it, but when the Pacers are hitting 
from three-point land, it makes all the difference. 21 threes, we've been blessed this year because <laughs> nearly a franchise record. It, it feels like the Pacers are flirting with a franchise record every couple of weeks over here. I believe the record was 22 that they set earlier in the year. They finished going 21 of 47. How crazy is that? Nearly 50 threes mm. attempted on 83 shots overall. So a, a, a more than 50% uh, ratio, but it's hard to knock the team when they're going in. So it, it's it's cool to see. I don't know how sustainable it is, but when you got when you got Tyrese and Buddy combining for 17 made threes, anything can happen. 17 made threes are right over there is four more than Miami hit overall. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of threes, Fachi. And I will say this: just being able to outscore what you had last time by 29 points is huge too, because. Last time these two played, the Pacers were held to 82 points. So they got 111 up on the board on Friday night, and that was just fantastic to see. And I and I will say this, Tyler Hero, <laughs> he's a tough player, man. That three that he hit to tie the game was beautiful. Mm. I was kind of like, are oh, you got to be kidding me? Like, we're going we're gonna to lose this game, seriously, after we just had this big lead, like you said. And, and one thing I noticed from my friends on uh, Heat Twitter, where was Jimmy Butler? I, I was like, yeah, That's you know what? Point. What was going on with Jimmy Butler? And I, I looked for some post-game press conference uh, comments from him, and basically he was like, I just wish I could have been out there for my teammates. So I think he's still recovering from an injury, and maybe it was kind of like a load management type thing not to play him. But you have to imagine, Foch, if Jimmy Butler had been out there for those final six minutes at least, this might have been a different ball game. It very well could have been. I think he's got – I could be wrong. It sounded like some type of, like, stomach type of situation rather than, like, a you know a knee injury. But mm-hmm. – Either way, still logs 28 minutes, so it's very weird that he wasn't out there in the end, but maybe he was just totally gassed. Uh, but also, when you talk about Tyrese Halliburton and the, that chip on your shoulder, that bulletin board material, I mean, all we heard in the last dance is how personal Michael Jordan took everything. So Tyrese taking a page out of that book in the two <laughs> games since um, Wally called him out, he's averaging 38 points on a blistering 59% shooting from the field. <laughs> so, hey, you could say that's only two games. That's two extraordinary games. So I love what I've seen. I know it's going to be tough with the Pelicans coming up, but, Alex, we already beat the Pelicans earlier in this year. So yeah. anything can happen for this Pacers team. You don't want to count them out because anytime you do, they seem to just shock you. I mean, you could play down in one game, and then next thing you know, you, you take down the Boston Celtics. You follow it up beating a Heat team that had just beat you. I mean, now we're starting to rack up quality wins over teams that we expect to see in the playoff. Maybe not we see them individually, but we expect those teams to make the postseason. So lately, I've been really encouraged, and that was a awesome holiday treat. Great stuff there, Fachi, but... I want to save our other conversation for another episode tomorrow. So on tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking all things Buddy Heel, Miles Turner, and the latest Shams Sharani report. But Fachi, please let people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at SettingThePace3. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast, where you can check out all of our latest content there. No blue and gold last week, but we did upload one of our segments, the top 10 Pacers trade targets. 
Got a lot of nice feedback on that. Some people gave us some very critical feedback in terms of how to go about doing YouTube and all that stuff. But we just want to say we are a podcast, and so we will not be doing shorter themed videos for the most part where we just kind of don't give you any context into our conversation and just throw up the list and stuff like that. So we want to keep that as authentic as we can with our podcast content. But make sure you subscribe over there. Really appreciate everybody that watched the video and, and commented. We appreciate all the feedback. But with that being said, Fachi, if you are a believer that Tyrese Halliburton can be an NBA All-Star starter, then say these three words. Let's go Pacers! 15 seconds left. Ball in. Nemhart to Halliburton. Heald is on the floor with Duarte and Turner. 10 seconds to play. Halliburton crosses with eight. Now with a left hand at the top of the circle with four, a three on the way. Merry Christmas, Indiana. A three from up top, Halliburton. He has hit a franchise record 10 threes. Without a timeout, Miami to the timeline. Hero lets it go. Ball game. 43 points, a franchise record 10 three-point field goals. And Christmas a day early. That was a spectacular finish to a remarkable performance by Halliburton. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sleeping every team. We go.